Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. I'm Michael Rozeal, and this is For the Love of Sports. Today, I get to speak with Nick Young. He is a director at Gray TV. What is he the director of? Nick is a live sports broadcast director. So I got to talk to him. I think his job is the coolest job in the world, one of the coolest jobs in the world. I'm sure I've said that about half the people that I've had on, but I have always truly actually thought that. If, if I was smart enough when I was younger, this is what I would have done. Instead of going to business school, I would have absolutely went and done this. So it was really interesting to listen to him talk and you know how he rose through the ranks. And he essentially is he's a director of live sporting events. He does ML, uh, ML, Major League Rugby games. He's done some major college lacrosse games. He has done some WNBA games. So it's just really interesting to hear what he does and how he does it, what his schedule is like, what he has to go through on just a weekly basis is really interesting and really where he's trying to go to. So it was a lot of fun listening to, you know, why he likes the live events, how horrible his first live event was. But of course, I mean, you always get better in time, more reps and you get better. That's just how this stuff works. Perfect practice makes perfect. That's all we can say. So thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoy this episode with Nick Young. get swaggy p sometimes i was but... just about to ask do you ever get swaggy p <laughs> yeah of course that's too funny that's <laughs> especially too funny. being in the sports world i mean it's too easy that is um, true and then when people don't know swaggy p they're always like you remind me of some actor huh. and then it takes a minute it's always like anthony mackie the guy from oh the Avengers nice. or, or eight mile you know so okay i mean it definitely could be worse that dude is it uh, could be worse he's doing pretty darn well for himself so it definitely he could is be doing worse. so well that's awesome, man. Well, today we have Nick Young. Uh, I'm not going to call you Swaggy P. I was never a really big fan of his, so I don't – I, I consider don't. that – Yeah, I'm not going to call you Swaggy P. But Nick is a director at Great TV, and it's always interesting. So I, I'm on LinkedIn all the time, and I'm always kind of looking around at people and seeing what they're doing. And I always see director because it's like director of marketing, director of HR. But no, Nick directs sporting events, which is freaking cool. Um, I've been in those trucks before, and I wish I knew that that was like a job I could get into because I would have done it. But now we know. Now we know it exists and you're doing it. So uh, the first question for you, Nick, is why do you yeah. love sports? I love sports um, just because I've always played them. Uh, it's always been something that I've been involved with. Um, I started out just like everyone else playing in some form of little league baseball. Um, grew to really my favorite sport, lacrosse. Um, did a, a bunch of sports here and there, but it's just one of those things that I think a lot of kids grew up with. And I think for the most part, everyone really enjoyed it. Everybody loves sports, um, right? That's, that's definitely me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you grow up playing, um, you know, you, you grow up watching it with your dad, your, your grandfather, your mom, your sisters, whatever it is. And it's always just, there's, there's nothing like, I mean, it's yeah. real reality TV, right? Like screw the Kardashians, man, like good for them. But that's not real. Like you, you're not going to get better than that Duke North Carolina game the other night. No. Like that was insane. Oh my god! Yeah, I love it. Good stuff, man. So, um, you direct live sporting events. Uh, is that the coolest job ever? For me, yeah. Uh, I think that I can't see myself doing anything else because it checks all of my boxes. Um. Like right now, I'm home. I'm working from home Nice. most of the time unless I'm on the road. When I'm on the road, I'm never in Charlotte. I get to travel all over. It starts by us getting to whatever venue that we're uh, doing our show at that day. Uh, we take all of our equipment out of the truck and start setting up. Uh, we run cables, uh, set up our booth, set up our cameras, um, fax everything out, make sure that I can speak to our camera operators, make sure that we're speaking to everyone in the truck. Um, and there's a lot more than just me. There's our bug operator, our graphics operator, our producer, our replay operator, um, sometimes two replay operators, depending on how big the show is. And then it's the producer and the director. 
Um, and so we're just making sure that we can communicate, making sure that every angle that we need, we've got. Uh, sometimes we'll set up beauty cameras. Uh, those will be unmanned cameras that can be on top of some stanchion somewhere. Um, it could be in a hallway. It just really depends on what we're trying to get out of it. Um, and then finally, um, as we get closer to the show, we'll do a lot of pre-pro, uh, stands for pre-production. So any sort of video packages that we have, uh, sometimes those need fonts on them. Sometimes they need music on them. Um, and we'll just knock everything out. Even the open sometimes a lot of people always think that the open to a show is live, especially in sports. Sometimes it is a lot of the times it's not sometimes, uh, you know, we'll take bits and pieces of maybe we got cheerleaders getting hype. We got fans getting hype and we're just going to hold that in tape or roll it back when we do our open animation, all that sort of stuff. So we can really hit on the excitement, get everyone ready for the show. Uh, and then, you know, just kind of make it one of those, you know, pieces where people don't want to change the channel. hundred percent, man. Yeah. That, that's the thing now, especially with so many options, as we were just talking about with like Netflix, you can turn something off real quick and go to something else that catches your attention. So you make a really good point needing to kind of keep everything together. Um, so it sounds like cheerleaders, it sounds like what kind of events do you normally, you personally, do you normally direct? Uh, so for me, um, there is no real normal. Um, I go back and forth. Right now, my schedule is uh, a little bit of Major League Rugby, uh, lacrosse, and basketball um, with cornhole thrown in there as well. Let's go. <laughs> Love me some cornhole, um, man. Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't, right? It's, it seems like every time I'm on that show, someone comes up to me like, dude, that was so awesome. Like, I can't wait for the next one. Um, but as the year goes on, you know, there are obviously seasonal sports like basketball, baseball, football. Uh, so when the season comes around, um, I'm doing, you know, whatever um, one of the big three. But there's also a lot of other things sprinkled in there. Um, could be arm wrestling, could be axe throwing. Um, so my company isn't like, um, ESPN where they'll put you on, they'll put a director on one show or one type of show. Uh, we are packagers. We're there to cover everything that is thrown at us. Um, you know, it could be kind of anything. And, and how difficult is it to go from one weekend where you're doing cornhole and it's like, you know, I, I watch it because I love playing cornhole, right? Like, and, yeah. and watching it honestly is it's, it's pretty impressive um so i'm sure i've, I've seen one or two of the, the events you've done because in the summer especially but like how what is mm -hmm. it like going from rugby to you know one of your favorite sports as you said lacrosse to like cornhole how do you kind of because i'm sure the cameras are all different the placements are all different like how do you make sure that you're kind of staying within that sports lane and making sure that you're putting on a product that those fans will understand not understand but like they've seen it before so they know they want it done in a particular way so how do you make sure you can kind of scale all of those sports sure um a lot of it is just watching other people do it you know cornholes kind of one of those things where that's a little hard to do i'm kind of watching myself or um there's the other guy that directs it um one of my good friends steve um shout out steve shout out steve man he always says Steve says hi, so Steve says hi. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> um, but when it comes to something like lacrosse, um, there's so much out there where I can just go and look at someone else that's directed a lacrosse game that season or the season prior and pick up exactly kind of where they left off or where they left off. Um, and so really I get ready for a show by watching as much film as I can um, and then thinking about kind of what calls I'll have to make depending on the sport. So if it's something like lacrosse, you know, I'm just really bouncing between cameras going into replay. Uh, but if it's something like cornhole, I'm sliding in boxes, I'm cutting in those boxes and kind of setting my brain up for how that's going to go. And what do you mean by cutting in boxes? I think I know, but just for the people out there listening. 
Sure. So if you've ever watched a cornhole match, um, basically the game camera shot is always a box that slides in from the left or the right, and that's got the cornhole board on it, a direct shot from above. We have these PTZ cameras just looking straight down on it at all times. Um, and then in the bigger section of the screen, I'm able to cut our cameras uh, as I kind of wish in that larger section of the screen. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was assuming. And I'm not going to lie, Nick. I didn't think we'd have so much cornhole talk, but I'm really digging it. So uh, this is <laughs> this is some good stuff, man. So I guess, like, what's the, um, what's the biggest event that you have personally directed? Mm. <sighs> you were talking about no. the big three before. It sounded like basketball, uh, baseball, and football. Um, any, yeah. like, NFL games or bigger college games that you've, you've been on or anything? So I... It's, it's a toss-up between uh, um, I did the Furman versus Wichita State NIT game last year during the basketball season, late in the season. Uh, that was a pretty big game, a lot of turnout there. Um, and then also uh, I got to direct a WNBA game. Um, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was awesome. That was definitely the most I've ever gotten paid for a game. Hell yeah. Um, and – uh, one of my biggest experiences just cause I got to work with a lot of people that were older than me. That is pretty cool. And, and especially going from something again, like cornhole where I, I don't know how many possible cameras there are. I, uh, you, you tell me, but then being on a production, like a WNBA game where it's, it's significantly bigger, how much extra work or how much more like understanding has to go into one of those productions versus something like ax throwing where again, I'm assuming, or like darts where it's, it's probably not hyper, hyper intensive compared to, you know, what you're doing with the WNBA game. Right. Um, well for, I, for a WNBA game, you're going to want to know players. You're going to want to know coaches, uh, and then some of the storylines. Um, and that doesn't necessarily differ too much from something like ax throwing. You still are going to want to know, um, some of the storylines, but it's almost impossible to know the players because they are not nearly as popular. Um, and also sometimes uh, those things are tournament style. So you might not see the same players um, in one tournament versus the next because they might just not qualify. And that makes sense. I mean, again, it's axe throwing. It's something fun that we get to do on the weekends and drink. So kudos to them for turning it into a professional career. I mean, hell yeah, that's awesome. And to you yeah. too, for being able to direct it. Uh, I think that that is, that is super cool, man. And oh man, I just had a really good question. I wonder where it went. Oh, well, so with like, um, I mean, what, so, so you, your company, okay, no, I remember, here we go. And this is why it's not live. How perfect is that? I'm not going to edit it out, but this is why it's not live with, um, <laughs> with doing all these different sports. Do you have a, I have to assume you have a different set of, you know, play by play and commentators each time. Like how, mm -hmm. how much of a rapport do you build up with them, you know, in the lead up to an event or, or through the week or, or is it pretty much that day? It's just like, Hey, I'm Nick. Like, how you guys doing? Let's rock and roll. Sure. Well, for me, my report with them is built up the day of the event. Um, talent is one of the things that the producer deals with directly. Um, okay. and so while I know these guys, I'm not talking to them nearly as much. Um, the producer is the guy that's filling them in on what storylines uh, are out there. Uh, and that it's a conversation between the two. It's not yeah. sort of just a one-sided thing because uh, these guys really do their homework because, you know, they're able to talk, for two hours straight about cornhole or axe throwing or, or baseball. Uh, and that's hey, really, hey, really baseball, hard to do. Baseball, come on, man. It's not that hard. No, I'm kidding. I, 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 see, I, I feel <laughs> you, man. I feel you. It's, it's funny because so many people think they can do it, right? Like you, right. everyone probably thinks they could talk. I mean, I love baseball and I do think I could talk about it for two hours, but I'm sure when the camera's on and when it's rolling and you're going, it probably, you, you, you're running out of things to say. So I could see it being a little bit harder um, than most people really think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that sometimes silence is enough. Sometimes silence is enough and it allows kind of the drama to build up. Let the crowd talk, man. I want to listen to yeah. them. Oh, one yeah. thing for you. And this is, this is a personal thing. And, and I know you're, you're much better at your job than I am, but when you're, when a home team is losing, please give me more mm. shots of like surrender Cobras 
just the crowd just looking super depressed. That's my favorite thing about college <laughs> sports is watching the home team lose and all like those cute girls and like those drunk guys just like, you got to be kidding me. How did we lose this game? And I, yeah. I just love those shots so much, man. I will definitely try to give them to you more. Well, yeah. Well, when you're on like the CBS, uh, the CBS broadcast with Brad Nessler, then, um, then I'll know it's you. Just give me a shout. Out. What's up? What's up, Mike? Thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. Um, so how, uh, how'd you get here? Uh, I mean, you're, you're a relatively young dude, right? What, when did you graduate college? 2015. 2015. So same year as uh, a year after me. So you're what, 27 and 28 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah. 27. So, I mean, this is a, I know people that do this that are like 50 something. Um, and it sure. didn't quite, it, it took them a little while to get here. Um, clearly you either rose through the ranks or you're, you're really darn good at what you do. So what, like, what is that ladder look like to get up to, you know, directing these live sporting events on a weekly basis? Sure. Uh, so I guess I'll start by your first question. how I got here? Mm-hmm. Um, started at high point university doing small time, big South games running camera, uh, started directing for them, uh, doing those same small games and then moved down to Charlotte right after I graduated and luckily got in contact with the people at Webstream sports. Uh, like I said, we are now great TV, so we've grown quite a bit and I've been with them four years. Uh, so really, um, I think what, other people watching the people that I work with um, direct and you know I'm able to do replay as well so I would be on they call it tape I'd be on tape for a lot of shows um, and I'd be sitting there listening to these people direct um, going home watching uh, the games over and then I got my shot about about two and a half years ago to start directing the majority of the games that I'm on uh, and so really you know, it, it took a lot of trial and error. My first game, as my boss will tell you, was pretty awful. Uh, <laughs> that was my next of, question. How, like, yeah. what, what does awful mean to you? Like, like, obviously you're technical and you know kind of what's going on, but like, what, what did you just miss baskets going in the hoop? Like, what exactly is awful? I'm curious. Okay, so it was a football game. And uh, awful that day was cameras out of focus. Um, me not being able to speak to them quickly to get them to do what I want them to do. Um, me being on the wrong camera in certain situations. So that's, that's bad. That's not good. Yeah. You know, so like, uh, the way most people do football, since the field is so wide, you've got two cameras, sometimes three cameras, are taking turns being the main game camera, depending on where the ball is actually at on the field. So if it's in on the left side of the field by the left end zone, you've got your camera one being game. Your camera two is going to be tight. Your camera three might have an ISO. And so not basically when I did it my first time, I might be on camera two when we're all the way over to the left. Oh no, um, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least we can laugh was, about it now, right? That's the important part. Yeah, that day I did not laugh at all, man. That day I got back in that car and I drove back to Charlotte. It was like, holy shit, that was bad. <laughs> That's funny. Do you remember who was playing? <laughs> uh, Monmouth University and someone else. Nice. Monmouth, New Jersey. Let's go. Let's go. All yeah. right. Well, um, I'm sure if it makes you feel any better, I, I live here in New Jersey and I don't know too many people that watch Monmouth University football games. So I know basketball, <laughs> basketballs, they're, they're relatively okay at basketball, but I think you're fine. But yeah, man, I mean, it happens, right? You have to, there has to be a trial error. It's a live event. Like they're never, you know, I think there's a, a man that once said, uh, you know, blanket, we'll do it live. Right. So it's just one of those yeah. things that it's going to happen and we're, we're going to do what we do. Um, that's pretty funny though. I, I guess like, how you said you go back and you kind of watch film like your own film you watch what other people are doing how do you kind of like is it like watching like film as if you're like an athlete or, or like a coach where it's just like okay here i should have done x y and z okay i like this let's do that some more like how much how much actual film watching do you do to kind of like how much of yourself do you watch and then how much do you watch like you know the i'm not gonna you're a professional but like like how much do you watch like the sunday night football game cast to kind of see what's going on there too um, I'll, I'll watch myself 
a decent amount, but I really prefer to watch others just because sometimes it's hard to sit through a game that you did for the same time that you, you know, spent doing it. Um, and it's a lot more exciting to watch Sunday night football or, um, you know, whatever it is that you're, that you're trying to figure out to do a little bit better the next time. Um, it is a little bit like X's and O's, like you said, because you've got to be on the right camera in the right situations. Um, like college basketball, they're all about staying on camera one uh, while it's while the ball's in play. You know, if someone's got a fast break, they don't want you to cut down to a low camera. They want you to be on camera one and finish it, follow that through. Then you can start cutting around after that guy's made the basket or girl. Um, but then there's another side to it, uh, kind of like a film side, you know, where you're doing things to be creative and not just documenting the game that's going on in front of you. So you're kind of balancing between kind of a news broadcast and a film because you want it to be entertaining. You want to, like you said, see those fans that are moping uh, because their team's down 10 points with 30 seconds to go. Uh, and instead of, you know, sometimes just taking a camera or cutting to another camera, sometimes it's best to do a fade. You know, when you're going out to break, sometimes you want to lose the bug and put, they've got all sorts of elements that you can choose. Music's going, you're popping elements, you're capping it and going out to break. Uh, and that sort of stuff takes creativity. It's not all X and O's. That is awesome, man. Yeah, now now I'm starting to hear it in your voice how much you really do love it. So let's uh, let's yeah. keep rolling with this, man. Let's keep rolling with this. I guess how much how much do you pay attention to like public sentiment? And just kind of a, as an example, I think it was last year or two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. It was I think it was a Sunday night game. I want to say the Patriots were playing, and there was so much fog on the field that they couldn't mm -hmm. use that one you know normal camera, I, I, camera one, camera two, camera three, and they kind of went with like that sky cam most of the time, and you really had that like sure. Madden view, and everyone came out they're like yo can we get more madden style like how much do you kind of at least just keep that within your radar to see like okay if, if this is what the people want you know give the people what they want right mm -hmm. absolutely i think that you can really see that when you look at nfl broadcasts to this day um there are some broadcasts especially you know if you're going on your apple tv and going on to espn plus or you know whatever sort of uh app that you have um, you can literally look at the game through just the sky cam if you want. Um, you see it in even a lot of in-house shows. If you ever go to like a Panthers game, they've got one normal cut and they've got, you know, to the left or to the right, a sky cam cut because people love it. People play Madden. I play Madden every day, dude. The only time Let's I go. don't play Madden yeah, <laughs> is when I'm up here in Raleigh visiting my girlfriend uh, just because I want to be focusing on her. Wow. Uh, and I bet she's not in the room, so she didn't hear that at all. How, how sweet. How sweet. <laughs> Too funny, man. Yeah, I just I think it's so interesting kind of how how the public can really sway a lot of things. I mean, pretty much mm -hmm. anything the public, you know, once and it's really funny because Twitter it's it's allowed minority more times than it is like a, a loud majority, but it's always very interesting. Sure. And I guess going back to a point um, you were talking about before, how do you kind of toe that line of making sure that you are, you know, as you said, the news cat, like people, we, we want to watch the game. Like, how do you make sure that you're not being too creative and doing too much stuff to like take it over the top where people are just like, what the hell am I watching, man? Just, just let me watch the game. Sure. Um, it really stems from feedback. You know, every, every week there's always a call, whether it be a college basketball call, baseball, whatever it is. Um, and we're talking about those things about how, um, you know, we liked it as the sports broadcasters. Um, but also what our girlfriend said, what our relatives said about the broadcast, what they really liked, what they didn't like. Um, and then, you know, as a larger group, we get together and look at these, you know, look at edits, talk about them. Um, ultimately, it's a decision typically from a higher up that says this is how we do it. Um, but there's always a bit of wiggle room depending on, um, 
the situation. Yeah, of course, of course. There's always going to be. Um, does is it? And and I don't, I don't mean this to come out negative if it does, but like understanding mm-hmm. you're not calling Sunday night football. It's not you know the mm-hmm. Giants at one o'clock here in New York. It is some of these lesser events. Does sure. that does that allow you to be more creative? Does that allow you to kind of know like, hey, like you know, a hundred million people are it's the Super Bowl. Like maybe Fox shouldn't display these brand new graphics that look really really stupid at this time like maybe maybe we should use this somewhere else so do you kind of does that give you more of an ability or do you try and just stay conservative with it how do you look at that situation uh, I absolutely think it gives you more chances to be creative um, take the AFL for instance a uh, lot fewer people watching the AFL uh, last year now this year the AFL doesn't exist um, the AAF, but, the AF, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's gone. At least we have the XFL now. Are you gonna get to do any of those? At least we got the XFL. Um, it's not on my schedule yet, but you know, I I know a lot of people, so hopefully. Hell yeah, man! I'll cross um, my fingers for you. But yeah, that that's got to make it way more interesting because you're you, you kind of you know, like it it's cool because a bunch of people are still watching you, but at the same time, you still right. have a little bit of room to play with. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean. They've got all, they had all these different things in the AFL, like they had hat cams that the referees wore, um, pylon cams, all that sort of stuff. Um, and that was displayed on a smaller scale and it made its way straight into the NFL because so many people were like, dude, that's it. Um, NFL game, you've got cameras everywhere, uh, whether it's in a pylon, whether it's in a freaking referee hat, whether it's in a, you know, even the first down marker, I mean, they've got cameras everywhere there. And, and from your perspective, um, mm-hmm. what's it like, like, how do you, I mean, learning how to use those, right? Cause I, I assume if, if an event's not going on, you're not really directing it. So how do you start to like, is it a slow burn? Do you try and just jump in and be like, all right, pylon camp, go, who cares? Like how, how do you kind of gauge that uh, like the first or second time using those, those new tools? Um, it's definitely thought about going into the game, like, Hey, if we get into this situation, we'll use this. But it's also like, guys, if there's an opportunity to use this camera, let's use it. You know, whether it be coming back from a break, um, if it was just a crazy tackle and it happened to be right there by the camera, um, or if it's an element, how am I going to get this element in? What situations could I get it in? And sometimes your first thought, you know, you're like, hey, I'd like to use this. Um, for me, I'm TDing and directing, so I'm kind of talking to myself, like, hey, you know, next time we go to break, I'm going to try to use this element, or maybe I'm talking to my replay operator, hey, if you've got a good look from the slam cam, like, let's show it next time we go to break, you know. Um, but ultimately, it just happens whenever it happens. Yeah, you know, yeah, I guess the opportunity. Yeah, you get it. It's it's like it's like a new toy. You probably want to use it a, a lot, and then realize, okay, maybe I don't have to use it every single time, and then really start to get to uh, to understand how it works. And I guess another another question, like how many like happy accidents do you fall upon? Like maybe like mm-hmm. you weren't supposed to stay in a camera for a little too long. Just an example. Um, the Chiefs during the Super Bowl run. I can't remember if it was the Titans game or the Texans game. But they were running a, a kickoff back, and they stayed with, to me, what was, like, the wrong camera. Like, I wanted to see the kickoff. But for whatever reason, they stayed with, like, the up close of the kick returner, and he fumbled the ball mm-hmm. and, like, popped right in the air. And it was beautiful how it worked. But you know it totally wasn't on purpose. So, like, how, how yeah. often does something like that happen where you're just like, yeah, yeah, that, that was, that's what I was supposed to do there? I think more often than not. Um, and it really depends on – your camera operator, like those guys do not get enough credit. These guys are such professionals uh, to be able to hold their shots, to be able to open their lens if they see something crazy happening or tighten up depending on, you know, what the scenario is. Um, and one guy told me, um, you always think about your shot, the shot that you're on. Is the next shot any better than what I have right now? Uh, if you can think about that in, you know, a scenario where, you know, whatever you were talking about with the Chiefs staying with, the, you know, broadcasting on the wrong camera in that situation, uh, maybe the other shot that they were going to go to wasn't any better. Maybe it was worse. 
And so I think that in those situations, though it's a little bit of an accident, then something like a light bulb like turns on. It's like, whoa, like this is cool. That worked yeah, out. Stay with this. Hell yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. And, <laughs> and speaking of the cameramen, and as you were talking about, you know, a little earlier in the conversation, all the people that are on the broadcast, how many people are you typically talking to during like one, you know, normal, you know, sporting event? Like, how many different cameramen, producers? Like, how many people in the room with you? Like, are you hmm. are you the head honcho, just making sure everyone's in the right spot? Uh, so, I'm. Like on the lacrosse broadcast I did, uh, Johns Hopkins Towson, uh, we had five camera operators talking to all five of those guys, um, talking to the bug operator, talking to the viz operator, the replay operator, um, and then my producer's talking to me. So I'm just talking about eight people at once. Um, just just eight people at once. Just eight people. Just eight. Okay. <laughs> While playing the show. So a lot going on. Yeah, man, that it's it's always interesting. I've seen uh, a few. I've seen an NFL event. Um, uh, a good friend of mine. Um, he uh, he is a he, he's a director for Fox and does NASCAR, and he's done a bunch of NFL games. He's won like six or seven Emmys. The dude's incredible. Uh, and wow. he invited me. Yeah, he invited me to a game at MetLife Stadium. And he's like, yeah, just like come hang out in the truck. Just don't talk because obviously we're doing stuff. And it was just so cool. How many people? he's talking to at once he's super relaxed but he's got all this stuff going on he's doing all these things and it was so cool just to kind of watch it all happen um and obviously that's a huge production it was like a a, you know nfl sunday one o'clock game you know it's not sunday night but it's crazy and and then i've seen some lower budget productions but it's the same thing that person is just on it at all times talking to everybody making sure everyone's in the same spot um and it's just so cool I, i guess you know like what's your favorite part about being a director especially when you know like there's people watching me right now Mm. my favorite part is just having the control um and sometimes it's easier than you think um just because typically the bigger the show the easier it gets you know there might be more sponsors uh more promos that you have to get in but you've got more cameras so you got more places to do it um if it's like an nfl show you know you've got not only your replay guys but you don't have to talk to them directly because you've got a replay producer that's saying let's go here then we're going to go here and then the director of that show is not tding like i am so you know he's just watching the screen you know not to take away from what he's doing he's doing a whole lot uh but it's much more streamlined and that's interesting that you said it's it's Mm -hmm. it's easier with more cameras that's really interesting people i would say okay just uh, just more people being on that broadcast um makes it a little bit more streamlined i guess that's a little little less work for you and uh, i can kind of distribute that a little bit more so that that does make sense i can totally see where you're Mm -hmm. coming from and and with that like as you said you watch film of yourself you watch film of other people but you're really, I mean, you're watching, uh, you know, a game, right? You're watching, you know, the NFL or the NBA or the WNBA, whatever you're watching. Are you too close to yeah. the, are you too close to the event sometimes to enjoy the actual sport of it? And you're really kind of just paying attention to the technical aspect? For sure. Um, you know, at the, like you were saying, just to go kind of back to your last question, connect these. Uh, one of my favorite pieces of what I do is that at the end of the day, no matter if I'm at a baseball event, uh, lacrosse event, football event, I'm at a game. And so it is just fun to be there. Uh, you're able to vibe off of all the people that are in that stadium or arena or whatever it may be. Um, you know, but <clears throat> sorry. Um, I kind of had a brain fart there. Uh, can you can you ask the, the last? Yeah, question yeah, yeah. Are you are you ever like too close to the event to enjoy the actual event itself, or sure. are you still able to actually enjoy like the game that's going on in front of you without thinking, okay, I got to go to this camera, then I got to do this and talk to that guy? Um, no, I'm a lot of times I am just trying to stay far away from the event so that I can like think about my next thing. Of course, like if I see someone you know, juke out somebody, like, I'm going to be like, wow, that was cool. Nice. You yeah. know, but then I've got to get right back to it. Mm-hmm. 
And then what about yeah. what about like the events that you're not at? Like again, that Duke UNC game. I mean, you're down in North Carolina. I don't know if you have rooting interest. Go Duke. Um, but like when you're when yeah. you're watching something Duke. like that, let's go, nice man. When you're watching something like that, <laughs> do, you, do you sometimes kind of again like almost not pay attention to the game and kind of pay more attention to all the work that's kind of going on? Obviously, not being there, kind of sitting on your couch. Do you ever kind of get technical or you know start criticizing like, hey, why did you go to that camera? That kind of stuff, or or are you still able to really just enjoy the game in front of you? No, for sure. I am I am analyzing that game just as much as I'm watching it. The only time when I'm not doing that is if I get to go to a game live and just like have a beer and some popcorn and just relax. There you go. Uh, well deserved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anytime I'm watching, I'm trying to either pick things up or I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why isn't the bug in right now? You know, or why do you have this left slab coming in on this play? You know, like, I don't know. I'm I'm always kind of just trying to think about uh, what I would do or, you know, if they nailed it or if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure sometimes you're like, oh, wow, like I should do that some more. That was really cool. Right. So like, you know, you obviously can learn, as you said, you watch a lot of film, um, you know, which I I don't think I could do that because I think I would just then start watching the game and kind of forget why I'm there. But obviously it's your profession, not mine. So it's uh, it's very interesting how you do that. And again, man, I, again, I think what you do is, is one of the coolest things. I wish I did it. Um, little late now, I guess, but, uh, I enjoy this thing. Talking into a microphone is a lot of fun. So I'll, I'll keep rolling with that. Um, what, yeah. what is your, what does your schedule look like? I know, I know it's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, again, it's just for everyone out there listening. It's a, it's a Wednesday at four o'clock. Um, I work from home, so it's fine. It looks like Nick works from home too. Um, but like, what, what does your schedule look like? What's like a typical week or a typical weekend? Uh, typical week for me is, I'm off Sunday, Monday. Typically, I'm flying back on a Sunday or driving back on a Sunday from wherever I was. Um, I try not to do too much on Mondays, but answer some emails. Tuesday, um, having my meetings. Uh, we may have coaches call, coach calls. Um, you know, if there are any elements that I need to put together for a show, sometimes we get like tier one elements from ESPN or CBS, wherever it's from. I will have to make sure those work well. So I go into the truck. We have our trucks, um, you know, at the office so we can go into them anytime. Um, and then, you know, maybe doing the same thing Wednesday by Thursday, I'm packing, uh, Friday, I'm on the road, Saturday, I'm doing the game Sunday. I get to come home. Damn. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty intense schedule. Uh, yeah. I know you said Monday, you kind of just answer emails, but something tells me there's a few, a few emails you have to end up answering. Yeah. A lot of the times there, there are a few emails because not everyone's off on Mondays. It's like, Hey, 9am yep. I'm at my job. Let's start working. Yeah, man. Oh, that's, that's pretty <laughs> cool though. But I mean, again, like what, what's, what's cooler than getting to go, you get to go to these sporting events, you get to give, you know, people at home watching something enjoyable to watch. Like I, again, I just think what you do is so cool, man. And, um, you know, I'm real excited to, uh, when, when you finally get up to that, like uh, Sunday night, you know, NFL countdown kind of thing, I can be like, Oh, Hey Nick, I see your name pop up in the credits. Like, Hey, Nick's doing this one. That's kind of cool. Um, so that's good stuff, man. I guess um, some other questions I have just out of curiosity, like, do you, are you, do you only do sporting events or do you do all other types of live events? Are you interested in, in like getting into TV at all? Like what are, what are some of your goals, I guess, personally? Um, so sometimes we'll do corporate events uh, or media day events. Uh, I think one of our, um trucks just recently did uh part of the westminster dog show Uh, awesome yeah so we definitely do a bunch of other things uh but as far as what i'd like to stick with i really do enjoy sports um i think the only thing cooler than sports would be doing maybe directing like a saturday night live uh if i could get my hands or if i could you know weasel my way into that i'd be i'd be all over that that, that that does sound like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm not too certain how much of it is actually live. You know, um, that's true. I think a yeah. lot of the sketches, some of them are definitely not live. I'm pretty, I'm right. pretty confident. I don't really watch too much Saturday Night Live, so 
I'm not the authority on it, but I, I feel like mm-hmm. a bunch of it isn't done live. Yeah. And so that's the only piece that would concern me because the coolest thing about live production is that the second that clock hits zero or the second that person puts down the mic and you know, it's a wrap, it's a wrap. You're good. And, you know, we don't have to worry about it. Yep. Let's just package it up, get out of here and go home. Uh, post-production, you know, I started with that, uh, just doing, you know, stuff on Premiere or Final Cut and, you know, even with podcasting, you could be there all day editing. Um, and to me, that's no fun. No, editing sucks. I try not to edit ever. Um, I just like doing this part and then I let it roll. Uh, the editing part yeah. is the absolute worst, but that that yeah. is really, that that's really interesting, I guess. So what is it? What is it about just like, I know, obviously, as you said, once the clock hits zero, but why live production, right? Like, it sounds like that's the most interesting part to you. Obviously, you love the sports aspect, but it seems like the live part of it is really what kind of gets your juices flowing. Yeah, well, like I said, um, I just think there's a lot of energy in these places. Um, and it's fun to bounce off of that. You can even a bad basketball game, if it's got a lot of energy, if people are excited about being there, it's fun. Uh, and it somehow miraculously turns to a close game, even though like it wasn't going to be. These two teams don't match up. But the energy in there keeps things even. Um, I really enjoy doing that. I, I really enjoy being at all these colleges. Um, and I enjoy when it's over, it being over, and me not having to stress about it or take it home with me. Yep. Uh, much more chaotic. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I could, I literally could only imagine. Um, what about, so just out of curiosity, again, with your company, it might, this, this question might not really matter too much because you, you guys are kind of contracted out to a lot of different events, but with all like the streaming worlds with like Twitch popping up, obviously Amazon prime and like some of these other places, have you seen, like, like does, is that going to affect you at all? I mean, maybe in the future if you start to work for one of those companies, but is that something that you're kind of paying attention to and seeing, like, kind of what's coming on the horizon, like MLB TV and, like, some of these other things? Yeah, well, you have to be up on this stuff because it, it's absolutely affecting us now. Um, How you so? Know, with the whole East, well, you know, if you're talking about streaming esports, um, you know, I have this conversation a lot with the people I work with. How do you do it successfully? People have tried to put it on local television stations. Um, that's not the way to do it. You know, what what kid is watching a local television station trying to watch, you know, whatever, you know, League of Legends or something like that? No, they don't ever want to do that. They want to stay on their laptop or be able to pull it up on their streaming device. And we have to be there when they want that. Um, even things like the ESPN app, uh, that's relatively new. Everyone's signing up for their $5 subscription to ESPN now. Um, before, our company used to do a lot of ESPN3 work, uh, but now that all of that stuff just goes to the app and no one's really watching it, now schools take over that broadcast and you know uh, they're able to employ their students, maybe giving them uh, a little bit of a stipend um, because the games just quite frankly aren't as important as the network games. Uh, so our company kind of got pushed off of that to the network games. And for me, that's a lot more fun. We're doing bigger games. Um, but at the same time, uh, maybe a bigger kind of CEO perspective, that might be a scary thing because you don't have the volume. You just, you know, you kind of spread a little thin at that point. So uh, there it's, it's definitely something that we have to stay on top of if we want to last. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you ad- adapt or die, right? Like that's, that's a pretty just common right. thing in business, but you brought up a really interesting point. Like, do you, when you do these games, are you ever thinking about the person watching on their mobile device or the person watching on their laptop or, or are you pretty much just like the best shot is the best shot, no matter what you're watching it on? Uh, I think the best shot is the best shot. Uh, you know, you can just rotate your phone to kind of make it almost exactly like your TV. Um, so no, I, I really don't put much thought into um, 
picking the shots based on what people are watching. Um, however, I have been trying to kind of make it so that if those people watching or those people, you know, maybe leading up to the game, people are taking, you know, cell phone footage on their phone, uh, not being so picky as to like what we take, whether it's shot, you know, vertically, like you'd be shooting, you know, or taking pictures or, you know, that kind of, uh, uh, horizontal view, which you should be taking videos in if you want it to be on a broadcast. Uh, I think it's kind of cool and intimate to, show things from a different perspective and not be too uptight about how it comes in. Yeah. And that, and that makes sense. Um, I was, I was just curious. I wasn't sure exactly how that might change. And then I guess same, same kind of perspective, like how, how much are you trying to pay attention to that highlight, right? Like that Steph Curry, Steph Curry doesn't dunk. I'm sorry that LeBron James dunk, you know, how, Mm -hmm. how do you like make sure like, Oh my God, like I really need to get it from this angle because that's going to be the highlight. That's what's going to catch everybody. Like how much do you try and pay attention to that as well? Sure. Well, that's kind of more of like a tape issue. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so if there was a big LeBron James dunk, um, you know, typically you would send a melt. Uh, what that is, is basically just every angle or your best angles of okay. every play. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. I wasn't sure if that's on you um, or not, but it sounds like it isn't. Um, all right, Nick. I mean, this is awesome. One last thing, like what's, what's next? I know you said end goal, like if you could weasel your way into SNL and I might actually have a couple connections for you there, but um, like what's, Hey, we'll see what happens. But like, what's, yeah. what is, plus that means you and your girlfriend or your girlfriend can come back home up to New Jersey. That'll make her life a little easier. I bet. But, Heck yeah. um, she would love uh, that. <laughs> um, but like what, what's next? Like, I mean, obviously you've been working for this company for a little while, as you said, four years, they were just recently bought out. Like, is it, is it just moving up in the size of event? Is it starting to work in a specific sport so you really start to get better? Like, how does this, how does this work in, in your line of work? I don't, I don't really know. Sure. Um, that's a loaded question. Heck yeah, it and... is. Let's, let's do it. Shoot that gun, man. Let's go. <laughs> um, for a lot of people, I think what's next is, you know, bigger broadcasts, you know, whether that be, more Duke and Carolina games for me in this North Carolina region, Panthers games. Buddy, Um, when you go to another, when you get the Duke North Carolina game, please shoot me a message. I've been Cameron crazy is on my bucket list. So if you get one, just let me know. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But with that territory comes a different lifestyle altogether. Uh, Basically my options are, get noticed by a network, whether that be Fox, CBS, ESPN, um, and then sign on with them. Um, I had a coworker who recently did that and I think he's loving it, but he's traveling way more than he ever was with this company. You know, instead of like I told you my schedule where I'm gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he's gone Tuesday through Sunday, gets back, you know, Sunday, and goes back at it on Tuesday. You know, he might be in three different cities in a week. Um, I think my girlfriend would hate me if I did that. Don't worry. She's going to be just fine. She's an awesome girl. Um, (laughs) Is that, does that come with the sport? Like, is he doing a bunch of college basketball games? Um, Or or does it more come with the network? They're like, okay, you're really good at this. You'll do two basketball games. And then on Sunday you do a football game. Like how does that aspect of it work? Especially up there. I think it's, I think it's all based on the network. You know, he's doing a lot of gymnastics, a lot of college basketball um, and kind of whatever else they'll throw at him. Um, So that's one side of it. The other side would be a freelance side uh, where, you know, that's what a lot of my friends in the industry do now. Uh, I got a lot of friends that work for the Panthers, uh, for the Hornets, for the Charlotte Checkers. Uh, And they're a a little bit more local. but I like getting paid every two weeks. It's not bad. And so I don't, I don't know if I would uh, want to jump to that so quickly. Um, and then I guess the third option would be to try to stay with this company as long as possible, uh, move up, you know, kind of keep getting those bonuses, all that sort of stuff. So um, I'm not too sure yet. I'm not too sure exactly which route I want to take. I would love to be able to, um, not miss people's birthdays, 
um, yeah, be around that's, for the big stuff. That's sports, though, right? Like I, I talk to so many people in this capacity and and understanding, you know, like the the first question most of the time you're asked are, how do you feel about working nights and weekends? Because yep. that's yep. when all the games are on, right? Like that's when everybody else is off, so they can watch the game. But you wanting yeah. to work in the industry, you kind of have to be there, right? Exactly. So I mean, you know, I've missed pretty much three Thanksgivings in a row. Um, nearly missed Sarah's birthday last year. No. Um, luckily I came right on the 10th, so she wasn't too pissed, but it was like right after a game. Um, and so there are a lot of sacrifices that you have to make, um, which is why I try to kind of find other avenues like real estate, um, or just other side kind of gigs just to give myself some options. Absolutely. That's, that's pretty interesting, but I, I love it, man. Again, I think what you do is, is awesome. I understand if you're not totally sure what the next step is, but I always like asking people and just kind of curious, like what, what is coming in the future. So, um, mm-hmm. man, that, that was great. That's all I got. Uh, Nick Young director. Is it just director? Is it TV director, live sports director? Like, how do you like to uh, say it? Director's fine. Director right. re- remote production. If you want to get fancy. Nah, I'm not that fancy director at great TV. Nick, sincerely appreciate your time today, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode and all the episodes of For the Love of Sports. On a personal note, I want to show some extra gratitude to everybody out there. This is my favorite thing that I get to do. So by you listening, um, it truly gives me an extra reason to do it. Uh, I was going to do it anyway, but thanks for thanks for sticking in this long. Uh, if there's anything I can do better, please let me know. I'm always looking to get better. I, I'm trying to get more reps. The more reps, the better I get. More practice, the uh close to the opportunity is to getting paid to do something like this so i would sincerely appreciate that if you all could please rate review subscribe and share um specifically on itunes five star reviews are pretty great they help with the algorithm a lot so anyone out there on apple it would take you about four seconds um so if you can give me a couple extra seconds of your time i would really appreciate it make sure to follow me um on the socials um i think it's michael Raziel or michael period Raziel everywhere check it out um shoot me an email if you have any questions michael period Raziel one at gmail so i really threw for a loop there but other than that sincerely appreciate it thank you guys so much and i hope you make it a wonderful day